Hello and welcome to Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Yep, you heard that right. I'm a business writer and speaker, and every day I help people to reach their professional potential. Through this podcast, I get to meet people who have achieved great things and who impact the potential of others. I share their stories, learn their secrets, and get a glimpse into how we can all learn from each other. Together, we can shock our own potential. And although I'm serious about business, I'm not always what you'd expect. I'm known for crazy shoes, colorful hair, a few famous friends, and a flair for the dramatic. Learn more about me and my company today at shockyourpotential.com. Okay, this is how much I love you guys. I'm willing to let my hair go crazy in a windy day in Times Square in New York. Uh, yesterday, I had the great honor of interviewing Eddie Luisi, who is stage manager for Good Morning America and has been that in that role uh, for 33 of the 40 years of the show's history. And Eddie and I are going to talk about his weekly message called Friends in the Spirit 111. We're going to talk about the upcoming book that he and his wife are writing called Cue the Spirit. And yes, it's going to have a little bit of a spiritual edge to it, but it's really about shocking your potential in a different way. I know you're going to enjoy it and you're going to love my friend as much as I do. Please join us. I'm so excited about this, Eddie. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Well, so Eddie, I, um, I haven't told you a lot about my podcast, but you know, it's called Shock Your Potential. Yes. So I am, even though I'm a business writer and speaker, I like to help people identify how to kind of tap into their own potential, whatever it is. You going to help me today? Sure, yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, I want to know, you know more about what you're doing because I think that you operate on a, a way that you look and see potential in yourself and people around you and you really encourage people. Mm. So let's give a little bit of your backstory. So you are the stage manager at Good Morning America. You have been here... I'm not going to say forever. 33 years. But, and is the show 33 years? No, so, I think it's 40 or... I was going to say, didn't we just have the 40th anniversary? I think so. Isn't that yeah. funny that I know that? Good. Because I've watched Good Morning America since the beginning. Really? Yeah, every day. Wow. Um, every day that I could. Okay. And uh, I don't I don't know why. I just have always loved it. I've loved every, you know, one of the anchors that's ever been on. I like yep. the... I like the fact that the majority of the show is focused on a lot of positive things. Yes. So. Yes. And it's even getting more positive with Robin. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She's, yeah. she's putting some really cool segments in that last half hour, which I really like a lot. Well, and that's something that's really unique, too. I, I think sometimes people um, assume that their businesses or their corporations won't allow them to show sides of themselves that have to do maybe with more spirituality or more mindfulness or you know something beyond this is my job description. So right, and, and, and a little good news, right? Because yeah. a lot of the news, especially the first half hour, it's all the boom, bad boom, stuff. Boom. They meant bad. I always said somebody should produce a show called Good News. It doesn't have to be <laughs> Christian good news, just exactly. good news. I want to watch something to be happy. You know? I think there was an attempt at that. I'm trying to think maybe back in the late 80s, maybe okay. early 90s. And it was supposed to be a whole television channel that was on it and never went anywhere, yeah. which was very disappointing. Right, sure. But it's kind of how I feel. The other show that I watch pretty religiously is CBS Sunday Morning because yeah. that's, you know, all good news for 90 minutes. So. Sure. But tell me, you know, let's talk about being a stage manager. What 
what does that entail? What is your job on a day-to-day basis? I mean, I've seen you in action. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you you could answer this. (laughs) But my viewers and listeners don't know. So as a stage manager, and this show, because it's such a big show, we're upstairs, downstairs, outside, in different rooms. There's four stage managers. But a stage manager basically is in charge of the set, is in charge of the stage, right? And we're the ones that make sure the talent, the on-air people are in place, the guests are in place, cameras, lights, audio. If we have friends or outside people watching, like you often come <laughs> in and Robin invites you, make sure you're in the right area, yeah. you know, or move people. And then we physically stand by the cameras and do five, four, three, and we give the cues. Um, we're basically the eyes and ears of the director because the director's in another room and the director just sees monitors, sees right? Sees the videos. So, right. So we see everything. So mm-hmm. we could see things that the camera doesn't see and we could, you know, give the give the director a heads up if there's anything wrong or anything that needs to be done. So it's everything about being able to move through, keep everything moving, keep the right flow, keep people in the right places, doing the right things. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't say that, but thank you. <laughs> well, it's one of the things that I used to tell people, you know, I, I've led some really large companies and okay. sales forces, and I've always said, if you have the right people in the right positions doing the right things, you will have the right, right result. Of course. But the critical factor is the right people. Sure. Because if you don't have the right person, it doesn't matter what they're doing, it's not going to work out well. Of course. But if as a leader you have the right person, but you don't have them in the right position or you don't have them doing the right things, that really falls to you. So it's kind of like every every leader I try and talk to them about being a stage manager. You know, what are you in charge of and how are you watching? Because if you are in there trying to also be the talent and you're also trying to book the guests and you're also trying right. to make sure. the coffee and you're right. doing all those things, right. you're no longer a manager or right. a leader, you are in the muck. And even st- there are some stage managers, and, and I've been guilty of it, that you try to do everything. And if there's four of you, you everybody has their own little job and you have to trust that they do their job. And especially a show like Good Morning America, where it is a top network show. So you have top camera people, top crew, top lighting, top everybody. You have to trust them to do their job. Absolutely. Well, I know that in talking to you and your beautiful wife, who I just absolutely adore, I know that you've had over the years, you've had some really amazing experiences with what most people consider celebrities, famous people. And I mean, they are, they are celebrities, they are famous people. But at the end of the day, I think that you find situations where they're just normal people too, that happen to have fame or happen to have fortune. So, you know, what, what kind of kind of challenges do you face trying to help them acclimate, you know, into these segments where they have to come in and and literally only have so long to tell their story, you know, you have a whole show to do. How do you help people that maybe are used to being the star of the show help become a part of the show? Interesting. So that kind of talks about cueing the spirit, cue the spirit, right? I try to help them maneuver themselves into a three-minute segment. You know, right now we're chatting for 20 minutes, whatever we're gonna chat for. You could be doing a movie and you could, you know, it's a two hour movie or you're doing it for months and months and months. Now you just come in to a studio, it's live. And even the top, top professionals can be nervous. And they're doing an interview where millions of people are watching live. So I try to make them comfortable, right? Behind the scenes, I try, if, if I develop a rapport right off the bat, you know, say something funny, say something inspirational, compliment them, you know, um, bring them out. If if some sometimes, you know, the, the actress or the actor might be older, I'll hold on to them, give them my arm. So there's a certain type of respect, a certain type of kindness, a certain type of professionalism that I care. 
And it's not even like my wife says, when I cue the spirit, you know, I've been on GMA for 33 years and my spirit has been through these walls for 33 years. And, and even though I'm behind the scenes, I've touched a lot of different people from celebrities, from news people, uh, you know, people that had tragedy in their lives and stuff. Sure. And, and, and even just audience people, I'm friendly with audience people. And you just try to be kind, loving, respectful to everyone, mm -hmm. to everyone, no matter how big they are, no matter how popular they are, I'm kind and, and I try to do that. And sometimes in my humanness, I have to think and all right, I'd be good, this and that. But most of the time, it, it's just a, a normal thing that that I've developed over the years. Kind of that constant that we're all humans. We're yeah. all human beings. Some, you know, are more pleasant than others. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're all yeah. human beings. And, and the interesting thing, it's not my quote, but um, there's a, a quote that... Um, we're not human beings having spiritual experiences. We're spiritual beings having human experiences. So I'm sure we'll talk about those spiritual later on. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that really struck me too. Um, it was about a year ago when I, you know, I've been coming for about I don't know, year and a half or so. I've been I every time. Really, I think you've been here ten years. <laughs> I know. I've You're like a fixture. I know. <laughs> you can have your own segment soon. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay. Let's get that going. Let's I'd get love it going, to. Yeah, yeah, let's get it going. Um, but you know, about a year ago, uh, my I brought my husband and then my uh, daughter, stepdaughter, and her boyfriend, and I was really kind of um, interested to see how they'd respond to all this because every other time I've just come by myself, right. so I have my own experience, and I knew that they were excited to meet, you know, Michael Strahan and meet Robin, and they had great experiences with that whatsoever. But the person that we talked about the entire rest of the day that we were here was you. And I don't know that I Thank told you, you that, you, you didn't. but you were just your, you welcomed us, your energy, you were talking to us, you were giving us little bits and pieces of information and um, you, you know, you hugged us when we left and, and it was funny because everybody's like, oh, Robin, we loved her. Oh my gosh, she's so great. She's wonderful. Strahan, you know, I just loved, I can't believe he gave me a hug. You know, my husband's like, he gave me a hug. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but um we just kept going over and over. You know, Eddie is just, he was so wonderful. He made us feel really welcome. And that to me, I think is is where I, I want to share a little bit about why I want to talk more about Friends in the Spirit 111 and Cue the Spirit with you is that you really do have that gift to make people feel comfortable, feel welcome and feel loved. And no matter what you do in, in your professional career, your personal life, that that is something that you can't fake. Thank you. And so thank you. You're welcome. So as you shared that with me and along the way you gave me your card and, and I started watching and listening to your Friends in the Spirit 111 and I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about that. Um, that has really uh, struck me and I'll tell you a little bit more about it first. But for those people who don't know what this is yet, talk a little bit about what it is, why you do it, how often you do it and, and you know what what calls you to that. So Friends in the Spirit 111 started out as email Saturday morning. And I have maybe 500 friends, some religious, some spiritual, some not. But I would send out a weekly email and I would basically cut and paste different things that I would get during the week. And then anything that touched me, I would send out. Then I told myself, you know, it's great that I'm touching a certain amount of people, but I want to reach out to more and I don't have more, you know, friends like, you know, than the 500 emails. So I said, maybe I should do it on Facebook. 
I tried to do Friends in the Spirit because it, it didn't have a one-on-one. It was Friends in the Spirit. I tried to do it on Facebook. Somebody else had that. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to add one one one. I was very much into spirituality and numbers, 11-11, when you see certain signs, you know, like, you know, the angels are talking to you or you're supposed to be aware of certain things. But one, 11-11 was very spiritual and certain religious people might not like that. So I said, well, I'm going to do one one one. And then some people shared that they see one 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 as the Trinity. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay, so there, now we have a little religion, a little spirituality. So I start getting my camera, right? And dear friends <laughs> in the spirit, you know, greetings and blessings to Sadie Luisi. And I found out when I start putting videos, because I initially just copy paste and put it on Facebook. So it was just print. And I was getting 10, 20 people. All of a sudden I put the camera there and all of a sudden hundreds and, and hundreds. And now I'm at a point where it reaches anywhere from two to 5,000. But what I also do after I make the video, I, I make a Saturday morning video now. Mm-hmm. So I compile, I have a little, a purple folder and I compile things during the week and then I have some old stuff that that I have around and I look through it and when it touches me I I get a theme and then I kind of read different things and I share the week and um, you know a lot of the things I read from are from other people's writings but I I state where it's from and then I put in my two cents and I share different things and that reaches like I said a few thousand but what I also do I copy paste and I send it to different groups mm-hmm. some of the groups share it so that gives me a better reach and a lot of people don't so it's like okay God whatever you want it to do it's a ministry that I love I think I'm getting better at it there are certain people that write back to me that really enjoy it my niece Kristen says it's her family's church they don't go to church so this is their church um, so and, and I've learned from Joel Osteen, because I don't know where this ministry is going, right? And and I, I've been at GMA 33 years, I'm 59 years old. You know, I would love to retire soon. If God wants this ministry to be a full-time thing, or like you, giving talks and, and, and mm-hmm. around the country, I would do it in a heartbeat. I really would. I would, I would put ministry first, but I can't leave my job. And, and, and my wife has some medical issues, so we need medical. So I pray to God all the time. You let me know where you want this to go. You know, if you want it to just be every Saturday and I have my little video and we do it and I talk to people, great. If you want it to go somewhere else, then I'm open. I'm open to your will, you know? And I say a prayer, the prayer of Jabez, and and it's a biblical thing, but it's, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will always be with me, keep me far away from evil, that I might not cause pain. Beautiful. And and enlarging the territory is for God, right? Enlarge my territory for you to do your will, to do your service, to help others. On my LinkedIn page, on my business card, I say Eddie has been honored and blessed to work with many of the best of the best in the business so he could help others. It's a natural thing in me. I like to help people when I meet people, you know. There's, there's a friend of mine who used to sing with me in church when he was a young person. He left the church. All of a sudden, he's coming back, and he picks up my guitar. Like, I want to buy him a guitar. Like, <laughs> I, I want to give things to people. I like to donate. I like to give my time, treasure, talent. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and you do and that's it was one of the things that really struck me it's it's interesting as I you know learn more about you from what you share in these it's really opened up my eyes I um, like you I was raised Catholic somewhere along the way I kind of stopped going um, really the last time that I went to church was truly of, of volition was uh, when my father passed away in 2001 and since then I have been I always say I talk to the big guy in my own way you know mm-hmm. we're always chatting you know if it's the guy <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, girl, I don't care. I've always called him the big guy. I'm not right? sure why. Okay. But I, you know, I've had this uh, relationship that has, uh, you know, it, it's it's had ups and downs like many sure. people do with whatever faith that they're in. Right. But what has struck me is how you compile a message that really always seems to touch whatever I'm thinking about. And I know that there's many ways that... Um, that messages can reach people, but right. it—it's. I love it because you have a message that isn't overly religious, and it's not promoting a religion. It's just about being a good person, being a good, uh, you know, human being, and as as well as finding interaction with the spirit if you choose. And it's uh, it's it's quite a blessing. And so I think for me, it has become my church as well. Mm-hmm. Although I typically don't get to do it on Saturday, okay. I usually listen to it on Tuesdays for some reason when I'm walking right. into town. And okay. I, it's my meditation, it's my church, it's so my- So Tuesday morning's gonna keep you in my prayers. <laughs> there you go. Thoughts. And it's, it's just joyous. I listened to Saturdays this morning on the train coming here. Um, which is funny about dancing in the rain and enjoying the rain and it's pouring down rain in New York. And, and you know, I recorded Saturday and I posted. Every Monday, I, I, I don't listen to it Saturday or Sunday, but Monday in my hour car ride to Good Morning America, I listen to it. And when I mentioned dancing in the rain, all of a sudden lightning. <laughs> and then two minutes, three minutes later, dancing in the rain, it started pouring. I said, okay, God. You're, you're happy with me. You're giving me an affirmation. Just like with the signs, if you see numbers on yeah. a clock. Or, like a lot of people are expecting God, he, she, it, whatever you know you call God, divine energy, love. They expect some type of voice or some type of big thunderous thing. And God is speaking to us all the time. God is blessing us all the time. We have to be aware. Our eyes and ears have to be open and looking at different things, looking at signs, looking at people, looking at nature, you know. Um, and I told a story, not not this past Saturday, but two Saturdays ago, about a person dying, going to heaven. Mm-hmm. If heaven is up high, and they see this big warehouse, <laughs> and they want to go in there, yes. and, and not allowed to go in. But then they eventually go in, they see all these white boxes with the red ribbons. And they're all blessings that you, didn't ask for. I, you know, we, we didn't ask for. God wants to bless us all the time. We have to ask for blessings. And it doesn't have to be specific things, but that's part of the prayer of Jabez. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Mm-hmm. And supposedly in those bi- biblical times, indeed is like five exclamation points or bold or underlined. <laughs> bless me indeed. Yeah. I want to be blessed. And God wants to bless us. And it's about that awareness, you know, about whether or not you are ready to have blessings come to you, to have good fortune come to you. Are you aware of it? And uh, I was thinking about um, uh, several weeks ago, you were talking about the words that we say, and I'm a firm believer of this, what you say becomes who and what you are. So if you say, 
I am sad, I am angry, right. I am these things, right. then the then those emotions that are negative, you will seek them out. You will look for other things to validate that that is what you are. Right. Instead of I am blessed, I am grateful, I am lucky, I am hardworking, I am fortunate. Right. And you know, those, those things that, um, you know, we really, whether it's a spiritual contest, context or not it's about whether or not we are seeking positive to try and bring more positive to us we all have stuff in our lives robin always says make your mess your message absolutely we all have mess right and some people wear it on their sleeves some people share it some people don't but you could sense it right you could sense when there are certain people that are always in the negative that are always complaining or you could see a positive person when they're having a bad day right and I try to just say, always be kind to people, always smile, hold the door, say thank you. Little things for everybody. Yeah, because you never know what they're going through. That's right. Yeah, you have no idea of whether or not that anger or that bad moment was because of something else. One of the things I, I was thinking of too is, um, it's it's easy, obviously, in New York, Philly, to get frustrated at other at drivers, sure. you know, who want to cut you off, whatever. I we don't own a car, but just walking in the city is dangerous. <laughs> um, but anytime somebody stops their car to let me go, right. even though they should, you know, I have the right of way of the pedestrian. I when they stop and they make eye contact of like I see you, I'm going to let you pass. Right. You are not in danger. Right. I always say. I hope that person has a wonderful day and I hope that great things happen to yes. them because they there are so many people who don't make that choice but for that person who did I'm so thankful that they did they saw me and they 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 got they they were looking beyond a little bit and the interesting thing I do that too I bless people all the time when they do good but when they don't do good and when they're nasty or they cut you off, I bless them too. But yeah. that's sometimes when you need the blessings more. That is definitely where we right. need it even more because sure. it's so easy then to get sucked down in frustration with somebody else who's done something wrong or nasty. And you know what? If if you get into ministry, okay? So I used to do prison ministry. Mm -hmm. So I used to go in with a, a group of 10 men and we used to go into prisons and do a weekend retreat there. And that's how I started my Fences Coming Down website. But, but what happens is you go in there to help somebody else, but then all of a sudden you feel all this joy and satisfaction, even though that wasn't the intention. Yeah. So it, it's the whole karma, you know, doing to others as, as you know, as you want. It, it's, you do good to other people. Not that you want good to come back to you, but it just does come it back. Just does. It just yeah. does. You give, you buy somebody a guitar, you know, something, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know, and and I friended you and your family, and now you're saying these kind things to me, and now I'm in your podcast, and I have no idea where this will go, but mm -hmm. I feel blessed and I feel honored that we're chatting, and I feel God's going to do something for my ministry more because of this, and, and hopefully my talks are helping you and, and, and good things happening in your life through me also. Absolutely, yeah. We, we lift each other up as yes. we work together. Sure. So let's talk about Cue the Spirit because okay. this is really exciting. It's an evolution of where you're going from Friends in the Spirit 111 and, and your personal ministry, but Cue the Spirit even has some different connotations and some different future opportunities for you. So talk about that a little bit. And it's still evolving. Yes. So initially, when I started, when I went on Facebook, right? I went on Facebook, and instead of getting very personal and showing my family and all that stuff, I showed a lot of Good Morning America stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and I showed a lot of past pictures that I've had from the 70s and 80s, and people would just love the, the different celebs and the artists, and seeing me with a big <laughs> hair or mustache or the funny clothes and stuff. I'm, I'm sporting a, a, a bushy beard right now, but this will save eventually. But so many people, especially friends, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I said, I have no desire to write a book about celebs that I've met. It doesn't do anything for me. But I chatted with my wife. My wife, Liz, used to be a producer at GMA, and then she was also a producer at Oprah. Very smart person, very, mm -hmm. very kind, loving person. She would say, if you're going to do a book, since you're a stage manager and you queue people, 543 UQ, your spirit has been at GMA for all these years. Why don't you call it Q the spirit? I said, wow, that's great. Yeah. So if we're going to do this, that would be wonderful. Um, then we started these videos, Liz and I together, where we sat down together, kind of on a love seat, like Harry met Sally. And, mm -hmm. and we have fun <laughs> together and we chit chat. And we're still developing what that is. But what's happening now, what we've decided is I do my Saturday video all by myself. Thank and you. then <laughs> you <betcha. laughs> we do my Saturday, I do my Saturday video by myself. And then she watches it over the weekend. And then Monday, we sit together and then she picks two or three things that I said that she likes and she discusses it and maybe asks me some questions to, to get me out of, you know, at more out of my mind and out of my heart, the things that I've read. Um, and there was talk about, you know, doing a book, Cue the Spirit, about this and asking other people to write something about how I might have touched their spirit either at GMA or in other different ministries. Um, but we're, we're, we just had a conversation this weekend. We were on the deck and we were having a cup of coffee together and we sang because Liz has always wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And when we were when we were younger and our kids were younger, she would make up these different characters and like children's stories and stuff. So she might go in a direction of doing this whole children's series. Mm -hmm. And I won't say the characters, she, she'll tell you. <laughs> but at the end, the characters and the stories cue the spirit. Mm -hmm. So it might not be me anymore. And she said, would you be hurt if you don't do cue the spirit on you? I said, no, not at all. Right. I don't need a book on me and cue the spirit. I will continue to do what I'm doing and and God will direct where it needs to go. So so I'm not sure where cue the spirit is going bigger, but we're gonna continue our videos on Monday and I'll post them on Facebook and we'll mm -hmm. chit chat and we'll see where God wants to take it. Well, it's fun to see the evolution of it because even when I had a conversation with her a month ago or a few weeks ago, several weeks ago, to have her share so many personal details about her journey and, and you know, her personal journey, her journey with faith, her, you know, her her relationship with you, her, her uh, job, all these different elements, it was really fun to see her trying to grapple with the idea too of where do we go? What do we, what do we do? What what is it inside of us that wants to come out? Right. And I think that there's a lot of people that I interact with on a daily basis in in much different business situations where there's something that is they know it's locked inside them and they don't know how to, to sure. let it out. So right. whether they think, oh, I need that promotion or I need to jump and get this other job or I need to be, you know, whatever it is, it's I always start with the question of what are you trying to achieve? What, right. what ultimately are you trying to find within yourself? Right. Because until you do that, if you hop around, if you change jobs, you, you know, take the promotion just because that may not 
that may not really be what you're trying to accomplish. And so then there's some dissatisfaction. So that opportunity to be able to to sit back and dissect it, unpack it. Um, That's what a lot of, I talk about in my leadership book is, you know, when you have an an issue, a challenge, something that you want to accomplish to unpack it and look at all the pieces on the floor and say, okay, now where do we go with this? What do I put back in the suitcase? And, And when you're doing that, you imagine, okay, let's say I do this. How is that gonna change my life? Yes. Like I'm doing these friends in the spirit videos, I have a camera, I'm in my house. It's not impacting my life very much. If I become a Rob Bell or Richard Rohr or any famous person that Oprah interviews and stuff, Let's say every weekend I'm hopping on planes and giving talks here and there and this and that, or you know, there's a celebrity. It's like, do I want that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or do I want to live a, a humble, simple life, help others? Um, I always say, God, if you want to bless me financially, right? I don't need this big million, you know, millions of dollar house and this and that. You know, uh, I want to take care of my family and pay for my kids' educations mm-hmm. and, their, and their weddings and and. You know, so and and I also pray because I, I remember I'm old enough to remember the Twilight Zones and stuff. And some, <laughs> the originals, right? The originals. I'm 59 years old. Sometimes you ask for something. Yes. It's one thing, but there's all this other stuff around yeah. that all of a sudden, you know, isn't really good for you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, God, what do you think's best for me and my family? Yeah. You know, and I always pray when I pray for myself and my family. I always pray for my friends in the spirit. One, one, one. I pray for my friends in the universe because you don't know who's out there. Absolutely. Right? And then I also say, and all the people that we come in contact today, because I don't want to just say, if you're not a friend in the spirit, I'm not praying for you. But <laughs> right. but but if my friend, if our friends in the spirits come in contact with somebody, everybody that we come in contact with, let us be a blessing to others. I always pray, you know, God bless me. Um, and my family, my friends, and prayer, so we may be a blessing to others. Yes, to continue to expand. Yep. How do you and, and I don't know how those blessings are, you know, and how they'll pan out and stuff. But um, I love it. Yeah. Thanks. So if people want to follow and they want to uh, become a part of this, they want to see more. You want my home doing. address, my phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. No. <laughs> Come to Good Morning America, 44th Street, Broadway. Wave to me. <laughs> Which is definitely worth it. Yeah. It takes a while to get tickets sometimes <laughs> until you get it in. And then once you get it in, you're in. Um, but uh, so the Facebook fa- page is Friends in the Spirit 111. Right. That's so my ministry search. page. Mm-hmm. And then the GMA page is Eddie Louisi, I think. L-U-I-S-I. Okay. And then you could kind of just see whatever I'm doing GMA-wise. Good. And yeah. you've had, it has been a real joy to watch all your pictures of photos that you put up a couple a day here and there of people that, you know, we've watched evolve as well over sure. time and, and some that we've lost, um, some yeah. that are still here. Yeah. And it's, it's that is really fun. It's, it's like a, a time capsule for any of us to watch as well. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Well, good. Well, Eddie, I'm so glad that we had this opportunity because I want to help you be able to expand your ministry as well and be able to have more people see what you're doing because it really is it's life changing and it's spirit changing and I know that uh, you have great things so thank you so much thank you you. so I just finished with my interview with Eddie Luisi of the Good Morning America Studios very fun because I also ran into uh, 
Mr. Michael Strahan as he was leaving from the Strahan and Sarah show where they had just finished taping. And he saw me, gave me a big hug, so that was nice. Um, great day. And the rain has stopped in New York, so I'm happy about that. So I'm walking to uh, meet somebody for lunch and just kind of thinking through some of the dialogue that I just had with Eddie. You know, and the reason that I want to do some more of these uh, live um, and do them video is to really, you know, have more of a conversation face-to-face -face with people. Find out what potential really means to them, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, a little different to go with Eddie and his uh, message because it's more of a spirit-based, religious-based conversation, but things that he says and, and his mission, I think, is something that really is important to our life today, and that is take the time to be kind to one another, to reflect on what we have, and to find ways to bring goodness to ourselves and the people around us. So I'm going to continue on with this beautiful day now the sunshine is shining in New York City. Thanks for joining me.